Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to guys at a mic talk zone.com as Mr. Announcer Man told you. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man. I never met that guy, but I feel closer to him all the time. The coach back in the saddle a couple of days off. Want to thank uh, Rusty Silmar for sitting in yesterday. Michael Moreau, I believe, did the job on Tuesday. Both of them co-hosted with my good partner, the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Want to thank them for stepping in. Hope everybody had a great holiday season. we got New Year's weekend coming. Lots of sports to talk about. Producer extraordinaire David Olson on the other side of the glass who survived. Who survived. I don't know if they uh, talked about this during the couple days, but Christmas with a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Survive is definitely the correct word. A little bit of music, and we begin the semi-dysfunctional show. very much again appreciate your joining us here from 10 to 11 every monday through friday five days a week one hour a day five and toto we got our final football friday well you know you got the playoffs coming up but it's really the final official football friday coming up tomorrow that is kind of sad for me to uh, say that very very depressing by the way i gotta check the beat the schmoes football results from last weekend i haven't even tabulated up those scores i'm not even sure if i still got the sheet but uh, the Beat the Schmoes season coming to an end. we got the college bowl games, football Friday tomorrow, the final regular season week of the NFL. we got college basketball to talk about. And again, I've been off for a couple of days. Um, well, a lot of people say I'm off every day, but I actually wasn't in the studio on Tuesday and Wednesday. But holding down the fort, holding down the, uh, the fortress, if you will, with my good buddy, my partner, the man, the myth, and the legend. Well, two out of three ain't bad. It's the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Joel, how are you? Holding down the fort. Do you realize how difficult that was over the last two days? It is a big fortress, and I know working with Rusty and uh, Mike Moreau, um, not an easy psychological one hour. People pay for that kind of psychosis, big dog. There's only so much Missouri football and a high school girls soccer that I can talk about, <laughs> Coach. Oh, goodness. How was the Rusty? Oh, by the way, Rusty left me a message yesterday. I didn't talk to him. But he did say, be sure the show went great. Coach, thanks for letting me host. Be sure and give Big Dog a hard time about his college football prediction. Was it that Air Force was going to be? Who did they play? That they that Air Force would beat Toledo, and Air Force lost by a point. Ah, yeah, big deal. All right. So on behalf of Rusty, I'm giving you a hard time, okay? And I did say both teams would get into the 40s, and I predicted the score of the game would be 45 to 42, and the score was 42 to 41. And if if Air Force completes the two point if the guy just pitches the ball i would the score have been 43 to 42 and how stupid would i look at that point well you at Did least you had the, the air force Toledo game ended coach yeah and oh, a missed what was it a missed field goal or missed extra so point? They, they, it's 42 to 41 they just scored a field goal they're about i mean they just scored a touchdown they're about to attempt the extra point and as they do it they snap the ball and the holder runs the option and the holder should have pitched, but he was waiting to pitch at the last second. 
And if he just would have pitched it, the kicker could have moonwalked into the end zone. Wow. I'm not kidding you, Coach. And he decides at the last second to wait, and right when he pitches it, a Toledo guy just barely touches the ball. So now it's a fumble. Since it's a two-point conversion, only the guy who's about to pitch it can recover the fumble. Game over, and Toledo wins. Wow. What a gutsy call. So they score the late touchdown. By the way, I thought it was a horrible call, and I'll get into that in a second. They lie. So I just want to get the scenario right here. They score the touchdown. They're down a point, right? There's 51 seconds to go in the game. Okay. They line up for the PAT to tie up the game. Yes. And the coach, and I'm, I'm assuming they've practiced this and maybe thought about it in advance, and they call for the, uh, the, even though they line up for the PAT, they call for the fake and have a set play and go for two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, you know, Coach, here's why I don't like the play. If there was less than, like, 20 seconds to go in the game, uh-huh. it's, I, I think it's a great call. But, but here's what happens. It's just that you got a minute to go in the game, all right? Toledo has all three timeouts. Good and point. in college, with, with the ability to stop the clock on with the, with the first down, yep. here's what happens. With that much time left, a team will go for it on fourth down if they're losing. Mm-hmm. But when they get the ball back as a tie – they're more likely to play in the overtime. So you're actually putting your team in a predicament of losing. See, now this is this, this is analysis, and I, I'm only half kidding here, that you will not get from 98.3% of the uh, football experts out there, and I'm talking about the big shooters at ESPN. You are yeah, looking not just a step ahead. That, you're looking a couple of steps ahead. No, I am thinking about it, and I agree with you. I'm just complimenting you <laughs> on the forethought to your foresight. Because if you think if you tie it at forty two forty two, first of all, there's a ninety nine percent chance you tie it, and there's only about a forty five percent chance right. that you you get the that you get the fake right. Right. So now you're putting your team also in a dire situation because now if you're losing forty three forty two, you're like you know what we'll do anything to win. But if it's forty two forty two, you're like okay, this is playing for that. And let me just stop. Reason. Let me stop you there because some people might be saying, well, why? Go for the two pointer at all if it's only a forty or forty five percent chance of making it. You're you know you're giving your teams the uh, the odds are you're going to lose the game. Well that that's incorrect thinking. And here's the thought: if you go for the point after and tie up the game, doesn't mean you've won the game. At that point, now that you've tied it up, you still only have a fifty fifty chance of winning the game. We're throwing little mathematical formulas yeah. at you out of New Year's holiday, but am, am I right? That's what. That's what skews it. So it's not just a 40% chance of making it. But if you yeah. do make the PAT, you still only got a 50-50 chance of winning the game. So suddenly going for two in the 40% sounds yeah. a lot better. But your point is if, if there's 10 seconds left, all right, let's take a shot at it. 50 seconds left, there's too much time for the other team to respond. Yeah, and, and you know one thing, if they're losing, they're going to do – they'll go on fourth down. You know what I mean? They'll do whatever it takes to get the lead. And, and I'm not trying to play afraid. I think I'm, I'm going ahead. And, you know, it's funny, Coach, because, like, with four minutes to go in the game, I'd run that fake and get the lead yep. and force that team to do that because I know I'll get the ball back. Just so after, I, I, my, it, after my last diatribe, Big Dog, two people emailed in and said, when is Rusty coming back in? Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> well, yeah, was... We don't normally break that stuff down. But, yeah, I was, it's funny. <laughs> I think I'm the only guy, Dan Hawkins, like, what a gutsy call. And I'm like, it's stupid. So I was saying it before. Right when the fake was happening, I was like, no, no. And I thought it was going to go in. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, they're going to end up losing because Toledo's going to come right down the field and score. Yeah. And I... if, I'll, I'll say this and we'll end it, if you don't mind, on the Toledo Air Force game. <laughs> yes. Okay. Air Force had no reason to go for two. They were moving the ball at will. 
like, why would, of the two teams, Toledo should have been going for two. Air Force, they, they should have been like, hey, let's go to overtime because you haven't stopped us all day. That's all. Just, I'm done with it. Okay. <laughs> what a good game, though. What a freak. The military bowl coach, phenomenal yesterday. Uh, another email just came in. Can we talk more Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> but that I, I do like the way you're looking ahead. Excellent forethought. And by the way, as a a foreplay to your forethought, I do want to mention later on in the show. I'm going to ask for some more uh, epithelial forethought from you and talk about as the new year is about to arise, 2012. Some of the things that we can expect, uh, hopefully before December 21st, and the Mayan calendar officially ends. But uh, Towards the end of the show, Big Dog, a little foreshadowing from you. Some things on sports page and off that we could expect in the year 2012. Uh, Coach. Not to put you on the some spot. Some stuff's expected. Other stuff is not expected. Wow. Wow, that's the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you said it so eloquently. Oh, thank you. Coach. That was beautiful. Hey, David, did we get the beat the Schmoes football results? I know it's a little bit older, but I got to keep my tabulations. What did you go? Three and zero. What? Three and zero. Three and zero. He's back, big dog. I know he's back. Seattle, Philadelphia, New Orleans. Yep. Three yep. and zero. What did the big dog go? Uh, two and one. Six. And I'm at sixty percent for the season, coach. Six. And my only loss was by half a point, and I gave you the half point. I was stupid. And you I mean, also have a, you've got a six, six week winning streak. And again, I remind our new listeners that uh, we are picking against the spread. Six consecutive winning week for you, Big Doug. It's, it's good. I'm right at 60%. So if you said there's only one week left, I really think I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to do the Ted Williams back in 41 because he went out there and he, he took his at bats the last, the last day of the season to go to make sure he stayed over 400. I don't know if I'm going to do that this week. I think I'm going to not gamble. Mm-hmm. And just keep it at sixty percent, coach. Emailer Mishmash Molly reminds Big Dog, don't get too big ahead. Even at sixty percent, you're still part of the ninety-nine percent. Oh, this is true, coach, because it's, it's not actually real money. Why do we do it during the playoffs? We always do this during the playoffs. You said this is the last week. No, no, no. I, I kind of correct it. It's it's the last okay. normal week, and then you're All right. right. Good, you're right. Good. It gets it gets fun and put the pressure on the play. All right, I got to figure out what the hell I did. I had Caroline over Tampa you, you Bay. You went one and two, coach. Who the hell asked you? I looked it up. I did show prep on Carolina Tuesday. Carolina over Tampa. I won that one. You won that one. I had Jets over the Giants. I lost that. Tennessee killed Jacksonville. I had Tennessee over Jacksonville, no? Did you, you did, I don't think you covered in that one. Yeah, Tennessee won by six points. Coach. Yeah, it was That's seven it? and a half. It was thought, seven and a half. Oh, all right, one and two. One and two. Don't worry, I'm not going to fire anybody. I'm peeking for the playoffs, big dog. I think you are, Coach. Yeah. I like Mishmash Molly, by the way. Got to get some more emails coming in from Mishmash Molly. If you want to email us, by the way, if your name's Mishmash Molly or anything else, you can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C and the number 2, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Big dog, lots of stuff to talk about, but uh, missed you the last couple of days. Hope you had a great holiday weekend, and uh, hopefully you've been uh, entrenched into some football watching, get a little, little break in the action, I hope. Uh, coach, I have watched every bowl game. Excellent. I have had, I watched all day on uh, Saturday NFL football. I mean, I have not missed any football. This has been the best year for my football viewing in I don't know how many years. It's been freaking awesome, and I don't have anybody yelling at me for watching too much football. This is this is uh, uh, coach, it's like a dream come true this year. 
The only thing is I have a nightmare of watching an Illinois in a bowl game against a losing team. That's the only nightmare yeah, that's, I have. That's oh, and, really... and the whole Jay Cutler meltdown and never, never mind. Yeah, that, that's really – you know me. I'm, I'm one of those guys who supports the uh, you know some of the other bowl games. and You can kid about them and joke about some of the names and stuff, but still – you know, you get some good matchups out there. They're, you know, 7-5. and five. People can criticize what's 7-5 and five doing in the playoff. Well, you know what? In this day and age of college football, uh, with the quality of play there is out there in the parity, 7-5 and is not bad. You still get good matchups. They're a good competitive game. So I tend to take that view of it. And for the most part, it's not just BS, maybe a little bit. But for the most part, no. But I got to tell you, Illinois against UCLA, with what's going on with the, the coaching staffs and the losing streaks, I mean, that, that really is a game that doesn't need to be played, Big Dog, period, end quote. It's the class fight for Hunger Bowl. Maybe those guys should just, like, have a fast that day instead of actually play football. Yeah, go out and do some charitable work. It'd be much more yeah, entertaining. No yeah, we're not going to play. We're going to go out and actually feed the homeless here in San Francisco, yeah. which there are a lot of. Yeah. By the way, there's plenty of those in San Francisco. I, I believe it or not, I visited San Francisco this past summer. First time uh-huh. since I was 12 years old. So, you know, Did first you get time. the sink off you yet? Uh, beg your pardon? Did you get the stink off you yet? The sink copy. The stink off you yet. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, I did. But okay, you are good. correct about the. I did take a walk down the uh, Fisherman's Square about what? 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was depressing how many homeless individuals were out there. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. My uh, my uncle lives on Fisherman's Wharf, Coach. And, I think I, uh, I, think I passed him by. In the morning, that's when I'd normally be coming home if I was out visiting him. I think I passed oh. your uncle. Does he have an old lunch bag and a beard? No, you you, you got to love this, Coach. My my <laughs> uncle is, uh, how can I say, he he purchased his home with cash and on Fisherman's Wharf. So that's right for me to say it. He's doing all right for himself. Wow. But uh, he dresses in, like, flannel, doesn't do his hair, okay, uh-huh. jeans. Like combat boots, has like a pack of cigarettes stuffed in his his shirt. You know what I mean? He beats up people that like come. They walk around his his building that look. I'm not kidding. He's gotten into fights outside of his building with people. Wow. Well, he he's walking through one of the areas, right? And he sits there and he's he's having a cigarette. And some guy walks up to him. Hey, it's some bum. Hey, this is my area. Get the hell out of here and start pushing him. <laughs> my, my uncle's like, yeah, yeah I think. He just started laughing. He's like, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, some alcohol throws a couple billion dollars and some bum is pushing him away saying, get out of my area, you bump, because he thought he was trying to scrounge in his area. I think we got to yeah. talk to your uncle. Your uncle could be our new marketing manager. What's it going to take to fly him into Chicago? I don't I, I, Probably a nudie show. Jo- <laughs> we can provide that. Okay. We can continue yeah. that. Joel's uncle, proud sponsor of the two guys at a mic show. Welcome, everybody. Oh, that's outstanding. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying all the football. I've watched very little of the college football bowls, I must say. I know today coming up, and let's throw the phone number out here. You want to check in, talk some football uh, with the big dog and the coach or some holiday thoughts, if you will. We're more than happy to hear from you. 888-463-6748. If you're a college hoops fan, we're going to touch on that. The phone calls readily accepted on college basketball or the NBA, of course. 888-463-6748. But, uh... On the plate tonight, Big Dog, we got what, Notre Dame and Florida State? Yeah, that, that's at 3.30. And you were talking uh-huh. about the whole Illinois and UCLA thing. Well, to, to be honest with you, at the beginning of the year, if you would have told either a Florida State or Notre Dame fan they were going to play in the Meineke Car Bowl or whatever the heck they're playing in today, yep. no, no offense to that bowl, they'd be a little disappointed. But let's face it, a win over... 
the other program in this particular game would really lift a, a disappointing season for two really young teams. The problem is both of these fan bases, Notre Dame and Florida State, they think they get any talent on their roster, oh, national championship, and then they lose a game and it's like, oh, we suck. Mm-hmm. They need to, both these fan bases, I think, need to learn football again and learn patience every once in a while. Because if either one of these teams win this, whoever wins this game had a decent season and it's a real good springboard for a high ranking next year in the poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this one. I thought you were going to compare it to Illinois in, uh, in, in the UCLA game, but this, this is a couple of steps above that. It's not. Oh, way above it, yeah. yeah it's not marquee game, but it does have some interest, great traditions, and uh, you're right. The winning team's going to get a boost, and I, th- I think this is one of these situations where the win hits about a five or six point scale, certainly not a nine or a ten, but a loss. I think hurts even more. Big time, especially yeah. from what I brought up, that there was a lot of expectations on both of these teams early. So if you lose, you go to a bowl that you want, you want to go to a bigger bowl, and all of a sudden you lose this one, that would be definitely bad. Mm-hmm. But for the other game of the day, the only, what we have to keep our fingers crossed for, Coach, is that Washington can continue to score a lot of points because Baylor is going to score at least 50 tonight against Washington. So hopefully Washington can keep it a closed game and move the ball up and down the field because the Baylor-Washington game tonight is going to blow the scoreboard out. <laughs> that should be a phenomenal one tonight. Yeah. Seriously, I'm looking forward to that one. And a chance for many of the listeners who are, you know, sort of lukewarm college football fans. Maybe they've been inspired by some of Big Dog's passion and knowledge during the course of the season. Maybe they haven't seen. The uh, Heisman Trophy winner this year. This is your final chance to watch him play in college football. And Big Dog, I'm one of those uh, you know, guys that haven't watched him that much. But Robert Griffin III is worth tuning in to watch. He's a special player. Without question. Uh, don't forget that when he uh, uh, he was in the uh, American Olympic Trials, when he was a 17-year-old in the 110-meter uh, hurdle. I mean, this guy is a, he's a freak of an athlete. I don't think anybody has ever been a faster quarterback in the history of college football since I've been watching it. Yet, he's a pocket passer, isn't he, Coach? He sits back there, throws a touch pass, throws a rocket pass, throws a deep ball, throws a screen, throws another deep ball. I mean, this guy, by the way, you said it's his last game. He's another year eligibility. And on January 15th, he's going to announce whether he's coming back to Baylor or going to the pros. And I really think it's time for Robert Griffin to go to the pros yeah, at this I've, point. I've, my inside sources down in the Baylor area – uh, are telling me that there's no chance in hell he's going to come back to Baylor. <laughs> I do think there's a chance, uh, maybe a small one, but I do think there's a slight chance. He really does like uh, the whole yeah. Baylor situation he's got going on there. I so heard my pretty- guy uh, Mel Kuyper. Mm-hmm. Mel Kuyper, got to get my Mel Kuyper fixed. Basketball season is Dick Vitale that keeps me going. Football season, draft time, it's Mel Kuyper. Love those two individuals. Uh, but uh, Big Mel told me that next two – Andrew Luck, that Robert Griffin III probably would be the second quarterback picked, and he could could go as high as like third, fourth, or fifth because teams in need of a quarterback might trade up. Yeah, that's uh, I would agree 100% with everything that Mel Kiper said. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this. Matt Barkley, who would have been the second quarterback pick. Matt Barkley, very cool. He pulls possibly, possibly. Robert Griffin III could go ahead of Barkley, too, uh, depending on what if he wanted. Uh, roll with me. Let's just say Barkley okay. was the clear number two. Definitely um, top ten. And so he pulls an Andrew Luck, very cool. Got to respect the guy. He's going to go back for another year. USC's not able to make a bowl game this year. They could be a really good team next year. That's a 
story for another day. My question to you is this, in real money, in real money, Matt Barkley deciding to go back to school, assuming Robert Griffin III does come out, how much money, how much more money does Robert Griffin III make because Matt Barkley decided not to come out? Okay, well, since he, he'll definitely slide up at least one slot. At least. Well, it's, it's maybe over the course of his contract, like only like 2 or $3 million over five years. Only? You said only. Yeah, I guess so. You got a point, Coach. Okay. So just so some guy that Robert Griffin III probably has never met makes the decision to stay in his school, and, and he's going to make on draft day $500,000 more maybe? Yeah, a year at least, yeah, because you're, you're looking at uh, just say just say Robert Griffin III is a test player taken. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's gonna the, the contracts aren't like they used to be, Coach. Where they're I mean they're still way too much, but they're, you're not going to get your Marcus Russell money where you get 26 million guaranteed and 48. You know nothing like that. Okay, well and that was like six, six years ago in the, the, the they go up. So right now, like the number one overall pick, Andrew Luck, Sam Bradford, well a couple years ago got 56 million and, and like 31 was guaranteed. Andrew Luck is going to end up getting, and, he, every, and everybody thinks he's better than Bradford was coming out. Uh, Andrew Luck's going to get about eighteen million dollars guaranteed on a, like a forty million dollar contract, which doesn't seem like that much of a drastic downturn. But if you consider normally that they go up, the mm-hmm. salaries go up, so it's a little different. And now Robert Griffin III is in the tenth spot. He was going to get like probably like $9 million guaranteed and a $25 million deal. Well, now he's going to be picked fifth. He's probably going to get $15 million guaranteed. He could, yeah, it could be millions of dollars, Coach. Yeah. Millions of was... dollars for him going up like five slots in the draft. Yeah, that was what kind of what I brought that up. Little incidental things like that can mean so much in, in real dollars. but uh... And they're all slotted now. They're all slotted. So whenever the first round deal is made out, it's kind of like you're – they they have like this like this chart, and if you don't like it, you shouldn't have declared yourself for the draft. Basically, is what it is. Mm-hmm. So if you're a quarterback and you're taking fifth, and the first guy made this much, you're supposed to make in this amount. And if you can't figure out a deal with that, either the team is shorting you, or the the player wants too much. Is the they're they're kind of trying to do away with holdouts and lockups. Is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So like there's a way for somebody to point the finger at each other, like hey. This is ridiculous. You need to pay this kid more. He deserves it. Or, hey, why are you asking for getting camp? You're holding out for too much. By the way, at our Facebook page, Dedication to Accuracy, we did promise we would break down the Bears and the Vikings from 1021 to 1022. Uh, tomorrow we'll probably give that game about two minutes, Big Dog, but uh, we do got NFL football coming up this weekend. Our beloved Bears play in Minnesota in 15 seconds or less. Any comments on that before we move on? Uh, this is the last. Game of the Mike Mark era. Let's let's appreciate it. And uh, I, you know what? I want to go eight and eight as a Bears fan. And if I hear one more Bears fan say we should lose for better draft position, oh, please. Uh, please don't ever don't don't ever talk to me again. You're a loser. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I they're playing the Vikings. I want to beat the Vikings. Okay. Enough said. They can get the same player if they're picking 14th and if they're playing, picking 16th. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. What about the quarterback philosophy? Do you play an untested rookie? What the heck? Nothing to lose. Give him a shot. See what he can do. little experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lovey Smith says you're absolutely wrong. Like I said, how you don't purposely lose. Like I said, if this game isn't all that. Now, again, I want to react to this. People like, are you crazy? You're just 
changing what you said. Well, this game isn't all that important to win either, even though I'm playing to win it. But my important thing is now let's find out everybody that hasn't played this year. Your name is up. You're called. Everybody that we know what we're going to get out of you. And like maybe there's some players you don't pull out of the lineup, like the Erlackers and the Briggs and stuff. But if there's a maybe a linebacker that they want to find out if they can play in the NFL, get them out on the field. Get everybody out on the field that you don't know anything about this particular Sunday. Please let me see it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. And uh, Lovey Smith's philosophy is, you know, it's NFL football. This is not fifth grade stuff. You know, where you give a person a chance, you go out and give your uh, team the best chance to win. His biggest thing is. How do I look, you know, the rest of the team in the face as a head coach when I put a quarterback out there who's not our best chance to win? And I can see that side of it a little bit, but overall, I go with your philosophy. You still play to win, and you compete, et cetera, et cetera, all that good stuff, but you play a lot of the young kids that haven't got a chance to see what you got, nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't, the only part I disagree with you is the without question because. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see Lovey Smith's I, philosophy a little bit, but but I but I would tend to. If both of you were head coaches, I'd hire you. Let's put it that way. I like your decision making better. In in my uh, you're right. It's just in my mind. That's just the way it is. In my mind, I'm already thinking about 2012, yep. and even though I'm thinking about 2012, I don't want to give away wins to the Vikings. Seriously, yep. that's there's just something about. Letting the Vikings beat you. Just, I just don't to do it. The big dog looking ahead. It's foresight. It's foreplay. It's forethought. That's what we're enjoying here, and we will look forward to at the end of the show as the big dog gives us some uh, little potential foreshadowings of what we might see, what we might experience in 2012. I like the way you're teasing this along the way, big dog. Very subtle. Well, I'll tell you what portends for 2012, Coach. Thank you, pardon? Never mind. Uh, our educated listeners might know what I just said. Talk some basketball real quick. Uh, both the collegiate and the NBA variety. A lot of college hoops on the slate. NBA off and running. I don't know how much you and Mike and Rusty discussed it, but uh, let's talk first couple of games. Start of the NBA season. 888-463-6748. Big dog and the coach waxing poetic on the world of sports here on a beautiful Thursday in the fine city of Chicago. You watch the Bulls play a couple of games, dog. They're uh, at Sacramento and at the Clippers, a little West Coast trip. But your reactions after breaking down the tape of the first couple games? Uh, well, it's just ugly basketball all around the NBA. Let's let's face it. And the and the Bulls are playing just as much ugly basketball as everybody else. And I I I love Derrick Rose. I think he's one of the greatest players in the NBA. Pass the ball, Derrick. You don't have to you don't have to win the game by yourself every single game. If the fourth quarter is going to be Derrick Rose puts on his cape and saves the day all season long, the Bulls are going to get knocked out early in the playoffs. And, and you know, I, I, people that are on front just get upset when I talk about it. Oh, Derrick Rose is great. I'm not saying Derrick Rose isn't great. Derrick Rose, I think, is the best player in the league. I'm sick of watching the Bulls play this way, Coach. It's getting, like, legitimately, the kid's going to play for five years before he has to retire. I completely agree with you, and you, you heard me say that a lot last year, that the, the more yeah. Derrick Rose tries to dominate – but I have a very scary quote from you from today's paper, which I'm, I'm going to have to hopefully find it before the show's over. You're not going to be happy with it because it is to the effect, and the quote is from Mr. Derek Rose, to the effect, Big Dog, that he watched tape of the first couple of games, uh-huh. and he's being too uh, unselfish, that he has to get back to what he was doing last year, that my teammates are counting on me. I have to be more aggressive. I have to go to the hoop more. That's my game. I watched the tape. Boy, am I glad I watched it because I realized I'm not playing 
the basketball I played last year. I'm like, oh boy. I thought that was a well, problem. So, so he's, does that mean he's gonna quit pulling up and chucking three point shots? I'm, shots. I'm fine with that. I mean, how many point three point shots is he gonna take? Yeah, that doesn't help the Bulls either. Him just dribbling and then shooting a, a three pointer from four feet behind the arc and having it bounce out to a guard who's got an easy layup on the other end. Mm-hmm. In the Golden State game, what's happened like three possessions in the third quarter, and that's like right when Golden State went up to that big lead. It, Come on, man! Is it that hard? Why doesn't Thibodeau just be like a Derek? Don't be chucking up. Just don't. Just throw up threes. It actually leads to long rebounds and easy baskets for the other team. I I hate to talk bad about Derek Rose because all of a sudden now it's like I hate the Bulls if you talk. I mean, it's Derek Rose has like turned into like like the, like Chicago's new like untouchable. Which I lo- you know how much I love the kid. He takes care of his mom. He does all that other stuff. But, yep. uh, here it is under the category of film session. I just have to go now, he said, following Wednesday's practice. That's the second time in three days Rose has vowed to play more aggressive offensively, starting Thursday against Sacramento. In quotes, I didn't know I was playing that unselfish, he said. I got caught up into getting everybody else involved. I got away from doing what I did last year. Thank God I caught it early in the second game. I don't think my teammates realize, I think my teammates realize that I don't take many bad shots. They know for us to win, I have to attack. Everybody on the team is cool with that. I didn't. I didn't like that thought process. I think I, no, my no, theory I like is. The idea, I like the idea of him attacking. Yeah. I don't like the idea of him taking more shots. I don't like him. The idea of him getting hit by more big bodies and taking contact to the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's driving, dish, driving, dish. Oh, driving! There's an easy way to the hoop. I'll go lay it in. That, if it's that coach, it's a really, really positive thing. Yeah. By the way, you said it's been ugly basketball the first couple of games of the season. Again, any NBA fans out there you want to chime in? Talk a little hoops with the big dog and the coach. More than happy to hear from you. 888-463-6748. The phone number, one thing that was not ugly, that was a thing of beauty, was the Derrick Rose final basket against the Lakers when he just elevated. And oh. big Pau Gasol comes over with his arms up, and Rose just keeps elevating and elevating and elevating and then just softly floating into the hoop. Was that a thing of beauty? Big To watch the replay was, was was most beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. It was, it was also a thing of beauty that in the fourth quarter after that massive comeback that Derrick Rose had anything left in his legs to go up and take that shot. It just yep. shows that, you know, he supposedly was working out as hard as possible in this offseason to stay in shape. He's in shape, Coach. He's in better shape than anybody on the floor, that's why I was kind of shocked to see him pulling up, chucking up threes, and, mm-hmm. and not being aggressive. Mm-hmm. So, all right, and let, let us uh, also remember Lou Aldang was a big part of that fourth quarter comeback too. He made a couple of great defensive plays. The uh, sometimes the steal on the block in the last minute, the steal and block in the last minute won yep. the game for the Bulls. Yep, yep. I didn't recognize him out there, by the way, Lou. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's doing hair coloring. What he looks darker. He's got what does he got? A little beard action going on. It's just I didn't. Rec- he grew his hair out, Coach. He grew his hair out. Yeah, and he's got he a little, little kind of mini mohawk thing going on. It is ugly. I don't know if it's That's- ugly. It's just different. I mean, like a couple times during the game, like I'm like, who is that guy? And then my son Dale, oh, that's Luol Deng. So just maybe it's just taking getting used to. But I I kind of like the shiny dome of years gone by. Well, here's the thing: is he has hair and it's kind of puffy, but it isn't totally filled in. It's like blotched. Yeah. It's- He's crazy looking now, Coach, which is fine. (laughs) 
Which is funny because Lou Albany is like a really nice guy and he's a gentleman and he's a determined basketball player. Yep. I'd rather have him look a little freaky and scare people because he's not going to scare people with his disposition. Okay. So whatever it takes to give him a little bit of an edge, I'll take as a bull. Right. Uh, bull I, like, I like that philosophy, the Al Rabowski mad Hungarian theory. Yeah, he wouldn't be intimidating if he didn't have a, uh, a beard and actually combed his hair. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should grow it's like a... That for me, by the way, Coach. Not combing my hair and showering, really, people stayed away from me back then. I've seen you with they that look. They really yeah. intimidated yeah. or well, disgusted. To be perfectly honest with you, even when you went to a different haircut, people stayed away from you. So I'm, at some point, you can't just blame it on the hair, Big Dog. Well, I don't have any now. My point exactly. And you're, you're doing much better now that you don't have hair. That kind of cuts deep, Coach. Thank you very much. How is Lily the Lilac, by the way? Everything good? Oh, my goodness, Coach. That girl is so <laughs> phenomenal to me. The This particular Christmas was just a, a, an excellent, excellent Christmas, Coach. She uh, she knew exactly what I wanted. Maker's Mark, Jack Daniels, Johnny Walker. So she gave me all the – I mean, legitimately, Coach, she lined up the whole liquor cabinet. This girl really knows the way to a man's heart. And then she gave me, like, uh, this whole chiropractic get-your-body-straight massage, like uh, – whole like coupon book that I go in there and get my uh, my back straight and nice. my hip back realigned. Nice. Oh my goodness, coach. Yes. There is not not the relax the back store. Not no, have no, a, this is not a, having this actually a doctor. Oh, going okay. To a doctor. okay. Oh, so the, not not a massage therapist, but more like a chiropractor. Yeah, an orthopedic doctor is uh, going to actually get my back in alignment because yeah. I'm all jacked up, coach. I'm limping around the house and my femur bone isn't attached to my pelvic bone properly. Oh boy. That's I don't want to get all into this. I've been meaning to tell you. So that, that hour-long walk from the Harlem train station Uh-oh. to the studio, which I'll be taking tomorrow, hopefully, unless you pick me up. Oh, really? I got, I, I, yes, I'm going. I'm staying in the city tonight with Lily Lilac. So uh, I'll be in the studio tomorrow. So it'll be nice if you can pick me up. I think I can do I, that. I got, Coach, I am so jacked up. You have no idea. I'm going to have what the whole chiropractic thing is going to do is uh, one guy named Moose is going to grab my left ankle. Another guy named Ivan's going to grab my right ankle. Yeah. And then we're going to get uh, some woman named Bertha grabbing my chin. And then two other guys that are, I don't know what their names are, going to grab my arms. And they're all going to stretch in a different direction. <laughs> and that should get my and, back and my body back in realignment. That's hey, what I'm hoping. And a, and a good time was had by all. By oh, the way, if, if you hear the words, make a wish, you might want to get out of there real quick. <laughs> Ooh, boy. That's I can't insane. even tell you how bad my, my whole body is jacked up. Yeah. Really. I, I remember you know, I had one experience back in the day with the uh, the world of chiropractory. If that uh-huh. could be a word, even if it's not a word, I'm going to use it anyways. And my experience was not great with the world of chiropractor. I've heard people talk both positive and negative, but I, I went into a big dog thinking I had back problems. So I, somehow I thought it was like advanced massage. So I was kind of looking forward to it. Uh-huh. You know, a little rubbing here, a little you know, elbow in the back, a little massage or whatever. The, I wasn't quite sure. Well, it's not quite like that. It's it's, it's much more herky-jerky, and they take the neck and they yank it, and they move it, and then yank it. It was not a pleasurable experience, and on top of it, it never really helped me. Well, I, I, I think it might help me because I actually have, like, things that are not aligned properly. I have to get my spine and everything back in alignment. Mm-hmm. But what I really need more is... A shiatsu massage, coach. Hey, keep it oh, clean. Oh, my goodness. Those, Remember, those kids, are good, those. kids are off of school. Let's keep it clean. What is a shiatsu massage? I don't know. It's like some Japanese thing, and they kind of like, they just do stuff to you. I don't know what they do to you, but they like grab like your muscle, and they hold on to it, 
and then their hands go in different directions. And uh, I had one, this one guy cut my hair one time right before the SBs back in 06, and he noticed my neck, and he started saying, mumbling something in Japanese. Next thing I know, he just, like, grabbed me, like, threw down his utensils, and, like, grabbed, like, my shoulder, and was like, Aah! and he started, like, twisting his arms, and I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> Okay, I was like, he it was, I was like, he went right to where it hurt though. It was crazy, and he finishes up, and I'm like, oh, thank you. I gave him a bigger tip, and I'm like, I think it hurts worse now. And then like an hour later, I'm like, it's killing me. I was about to go back and kill this dude, and next thing I know, out of nowhere, coach, my head turns to the left. I just, like, I just, it was forced to, and I'm like, I started screaming. I'm like, ah! And next thing I know, it popped, and everything, all the pressure released that had been built up for like five years, and I need that done again. <laughs> Somehow I can't even explain. I can't even turn my neck to the left. I don't know if anybody can match all of that. By the way, emailer Rob K. Bob wants to know if that place has a drive-through window. Oh, the, that place out there. It's on. The, it's in the Japanese Mall on Second Street in downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I happened to go out that year to Los Angeles. We stayed at a place. I got a the Kyoko Hotel. Okay, got an unbelievable deal on it, and it happens to be the weekend of the Miss Asian contest. Oh boy, this is not in good. In California, coach. This is not good. David Olson's already shaking his head on the other side of the glass. <laughs> this story cannot have a good ending. It's like the setup of a porno movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could make this up, coach. I those, I, I, those, I, those that are regular listeners to the Big Dog know that we're in deep trouble here. Continue on. <laughs> well, all i got to say is I've stayed out of trouble. <laughs> I, well, I didn't, well, no, I didn't ask her if I can get into that story. I, I'm no longer married to that woman anymore, but it had nothing to do with any of the beauty contestants at that particular event. Uh, that's and, it? Well, I guess I'm just going to leave it at that. But, Coach, I, I, I'm so looking forward to be able to actually move without pain for like a month. Like, I was so, like when Cloudy saw this, he was like, dude, you need this more than anything. It takes me like, I wake up and it takes me an hour of stretching and moving around before my body feels normal. I hate so, to tell you, Big Dog, you're only in your late, 30s this is uh, if this is happening this early not good well I, I just i have a real nasty football injury a neck injury mm-hmm. and that's that's what it's from coach yep and i just i've been managing it managing and i do a lot coach to try to if i don't do it my whole body will lock up so well, you need some you need some spinal alignment if we have any our listeners are more than willing to help out if we have any spine aligners out there we'd prefer that you're actually medically certified but you know, if you want to take a shot at it, the big dog might uh, might throw caution to the wind. If anybody wants to try to align the spine of a big dog, give us a call at uh, or email us. I'll tell you what, email us at Mike Two Guys at AOL dot com. M I C in the number two, Mike Two Guys at AOL dot com. We could make it a contest here on the internet, big dog. Which person can uh, align the spine and cure your back pains and in the most creative way and hopefully medically stable as well? Hey, hey coach, I am not worried at all. I, I, the, I, I'm, I'm fine. Lily, the lot like is taking care of me, like I said. Mm-hmm. And it, she's actually sending me to the Irving Park uh, Chiropractic Center. And all the stuff seems up and up. It doesn't say anything about breaking my neck. It's final alignment, exams, and adjustments, making sure you're, you're all right. And Uh-oh. this is sponsored by Bloodsport. Bloodsport! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, ho! Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Bloomsport, Coach. My fault. My ah, fault. there you go. Your favorite female stalker, Cinemax Cindy, just emailed in and said, uh, is the spine the only thing we can align? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm yes, taken, Coach. Thank you very much. Extremely I, I taken. I thought I would mention this. Cinemax Cindy yeah. is definitely uh, 
She doesn't quit, though. Give her give her credit for persistence, Big Doug. If, uh, her relentlessness reminds me of Lawrence Taylor around 1986. <laughs> in heavy pursuit huh, around the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, we've had more than a few listeners in the last couple of months uh, wishing and wandering, many of them from our old morning break radio show as well, for a remote. Or for a, not uh, more specifically for a gathering of the troops, you know, a listener party, if you will. We've done at the Schaumburg Flyers games. We've done them at the Chicago Wolves game. But there are people that want to meet and greet, Big Dog. I don't know if you're up for that, but the, Coach, sen- the sentiment is I absolutely is am, and I'm so glad you brought this up. We have to go to the to the Sears Center, wherever they have, whatever that minor league hockey team that plays there. They have dollar beers and dollar hot dogs on five more nights the rest of the year. We have to go out there, Coach, and the tickets are only like five bucks. Do you know what kind of nights you can have with that? That, 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 that's why I paused a little bit. I'm had, it sounded good at first, then I started to think, you know, what if Dave Zamora brings his brother out there again? Well, I, at least we don't. If you're buying his drinks, Coach, at a dollar a piece, it's a lot different than seven dollars a piece. You won't have to take out a loan. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, and I refer to that only because the last time we did a listener, little listener gathering, you and me almost had a hit taken out of us by the brother of one of our producers. Yeah, because we didn't—he didn't agree with one of my football picks, and then you stuck up for me or something like that. And I'm not sure. Or, some, or I think the fact that we made him pay or something like that. But uh, now he's a good guy, good guy, just a scary-looking individual. But well, oh. now if you come to him and you give him a ten, <laughs> he'll come back with ten beers, coach. And what's he? He'll love you. He'll think you're the That's greatest true. guy ever. That's true. I never thought of that. But all right, well, we'll check that out. Sears Center, conveniently located off of uh, the 90 West Expressway, and. Beautiful Chicago. That might uh, we got to figure out what hockey team that plays out there, but they, they got a I'm bunch. I'm not of, sure what they're called. Yeah, they got indoor soccer out there. I think they have lacrosse. We could find. No, the indoor, the indoor soccer league is only down to four teams now, coach. Ah. You know we make we make fun of four team divisions here in football. The whole league is four teams. Yeah, the whole league is four teams, and, and the divisional concept that they have out there is just crazy. It's nuts. Well, the weird thing is with four teams, they still have four divisions. Yeah, no, that's my point. So, they, <laughs> so they've guaranteed each franchise a, a shot at winning their division, huh? You know, what sucks is during the playoffs, all the division winners get a bye week. <laughs> Think of the marketing you can do to your sales to your fans. You know, yeah. five-time division champions, the Chicago Sockers. Yes. Five-time champions. We win this game, we get the bye in the first round. <laughs> North division champions. How many teams in the North division? Just one team. But damn it, we're the champions five years in a row. 888-463-6748. Big Dog and the coach reunited once again. Oh, and it feels so good. College basketball, Big Dog, my Northwestern Wildcats hammered by the Buckeyes yesterday. Boy, does Ohio State look good. Syracuse still the number one team in the country, but Ohio State, they look awfully good. And Michigan State tore apart Indiana. What, the final ten minutes of a pretty uh, pretty good Big Ten game yesterday? Yeah, yeah, coach, if you only saw the first ten minutes... It- uh, you you really had no idea what happened in this game. So I put the game on. It was 28-14, and Michigan State was dominating. So I remember thinking there's a football game on, uh, Georgetown, uh, Louisville's on. You know, I changed the channel. Saying it might be. I come back, and I'm not kidding you. Indiana's winning 54-45. to They outscored them 41-17. I'm like, oh, what a ball game. I changed the channel, come back, and Michigan State had blown them out. I don't know how... Those, that's three of the greatest runs I can ever remember a college basketball game having. Michigan State ended the game on a twenty to nothing run. Wow. 
Wow, and that game, that game was basketball game. That was at Michigan State, correct? Yes. Oh, the atmosphere was just electric in that ball game. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Of course, Tom Izzo coaching against his uh, his ex mentor, not ex mentor, his ex student, Tom Crean, who was his longtime assistant coach. So it was kind of cool watching coach and and his uh, the teacher and the student going up against each other. So mm-hmm. one of many good Big Ten battles. By the way, I'm going to Sunday's game against Penn State. If you're interested, tickets readily available. Big Dog, New Year's uh, Day, six o'clock game. Coach, I would absolutely love to uh, go to a Big Ten game with you this year. I just have to get. My uh, my tr- vehicle transportation stuff all settled. And on January 1st, it is a football holiday at the house, no matter what happens. It's outstanding. By the way, now, but but uh, not that many games on Sunday. Most of the college football games will be on Monday, Jan 2, correct? Yes, yes. So that, that's the thing. It's going to be pro football games on January okay. 1st. Yep. So it's a little odd for me, but, I, you know, it's, it's still football and and even though the Bears are out of it, I'm still going to enjoy it, my man. But in other words, it's kind of a weird setting because the Rose Bowl, just to name one bowl, the Rose Bowl will not be on New Year's Day this year. Yeah, You're exactly right. And it's always on January 1st unless January 1st happens to be a Sunday. Interesting. Because the NFL just used it. And that, I remember that happened back in, in 1984 on January 2nd. I had to watch Illinois make like the first Rose Bowl that I watched with my team in it. And that's when I learned all that. So. Hmm. Normally it's January first at three thirty PM out here in uh in Illinois, but yeah, it's gonna be January second this year. And I'm I'm excited about the Rose Bowl. I don't wanna change subject too much. But the the Oregon Wisconsin game I think is the best game of the bowl series if it's uh if it isn't L S U versus Alabama. Yeah. I, I look forward to the Rose Bowl each and every year. I just love the atmosphere. There's something about that game, uh, better on New Year's Day, the the three o'clock tip off, just that that part of the afternoon, lends to the aura and atmosphere about it. David, are we? Uh, I know Monday Jan two is a holiday for some. Are we on the air live? We are not. We will not. So, Big Dog, all of your New Year's Day and Rose Bowl thoughts must be given tomorrow. We will not be on the air Monday. Shocking, dismaying, and somewhat distraught. You know, I, I couldn't ask for anything more because, to be quite honest with you, the, the January 1st holiday is absolutely phenomenal. And, and, and I like college football more than pro football. But normally I'm so hungover, I can't enjoy any football until the Rose Bowl game at 3.30. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens in the Capital One Bowl, I usually have no idea. But now it's, I can deal with watching NFL Sunday football a little hungover. I've done it for years. I can actually be sober and you know, I, I'm so excited about the January 2nd game uh, this year, Coach. Those that don't know the big dog might might be thinking you're a, you're a little touch of sarcasm there. That's not not at all. He is legitimately passionate about that particular game. By the way, my family has started a new tradition about four or five years ago. We all gather together. What Whatever everyone's doing during the holiday season, big dog, they can be on vacations, they're out and about. We all gather together for the Capital One Bowl each and every week. I mean, each and every year. Well, it's the 10 a.m. Oh, the 9 a.m. bowl. Yep. How often do you get a 9 a.m. bowl? So legitimately, at 5:30 in the morning, you could be doing Jello shots with your best friends, talking about we're going to have a great year this year. Okay, three and a half hours later, you can be eating breakfast, watching college football. That's what I'm talking about. And trust me, coach, that exact predicament has happened to me exactly that way. Invite the neighbors over, grandma, grandpa, aunts, and uncles. You gather together for the Capital One Bowl, and then 
the rest of the day kind of just takes fold after that. No, no, I, I actually now am, am blessed, and I'm going to say blessed, and I mean it, with a, with a girlfriend that legitimately is like, if you like to watch football, watch football. I'm not, I don't care. Go watch football. Okay. Well, I had a girlfriend last year. You're going to watch football all day in the first place. It just started blah, blah, blah. So next thing I know, <laughs> here's a shot at Jack Daniels. Here's a shot at Jack Daniels. Here's a shot at Jack Daniels. Coach, at 7.30 at night on January 1st, she decided to get out of bed. And by then, I was sick of watching football. Oh, you feel better now? Yeah, so just to let you know, Coach, I take football very seriously. There, there are three things Big Dog has a somewhat uncontrollable weakness for and in no particular order. A, the hard liquor. B, women of the Far East. And C, college football. And I did say no particular order. And I, I'm going to have to say that I, I, I am definitely settled on the woman part from now on, Coach. Yes. So I don't have to worry about any of that. Well, I never worried about it. I just said those are three things that you uh, you can be drawn to. At any rate, uh, I, I wanted to mention this, too, real quick before we get into your uh, foreshadowings for 2012. Just a couple of little thoughts that we might see, both sports and otherwise, in the uh, coming new year. Um, oh, brother-in-law is in town. Actually, he's not the brother-in-law. He's my sister-in-law's husband. Who the hell cares? Family's in town from Ohio. Huge Xavier fan. This guy is a huge Xavier fan, and he wants to watch uh, Saturday. Apparently, Xavier and Gonzaga are going to be the national TV telecast. He wants to watch it at a Chicago sports bar and get into the crowd and everything. I thought you would be the guy to ask, where should we go to watch Xavier Gonzaga? Good Chicago so, sports bar. What time of the day is that game being played? Though? I knew you were going to ask that, and unless David Olson can crop that up, I do not have the answer for that. Xavier Gonzaga okay. Saturday. Okay, because is, is, is it at Xavier? Also not sure. Okay, they're just trying to help you out. Because there's different bars around town where you go to on a Saturday and you're really cool to the bartender. Uh-huh. They will put whatever you want on. And there's also these same bars. Like if if, it's, if the game's at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Yep. okay, you got to go to Harrigan's on Halstead. Why? You go in there. You'll be the only one in there at about 1 o'clock. There'll be somebody else having a sandwich or so. And you'll be like, hey, Tony, the big dog, turn me in here to watch Xavier versus Gonzaga. And he'll hand you the remote. They'll watch whatever you want to watch. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think TV. he wants to be the only one in there. I think he wants But some... the point is that by, by, by 2 o'clock, you're going to have about 100 drunken Irishmen in there. But to watch Xavier and Gonzaga and people get excited about college basketball on a – in mid-December, that's very difficult, Coach. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, Dave. That's it a- is at Xavier. At what time is the game? The game is at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, ah, so 7 o'clock Eastern. Oh, that's evening a lot game. different. changes the scenario. That, that's a lot different. You, you might want to look up to find if there's a Xavier bar, Coach, and believe it or not, there will be one. There will be a Xavier, what do you call it, a uh, alumni group in Chicago, and they'll watch their games at certain places, without a doubt. Is there a website? I'm I'm sure there is. Is there a website you can go to to find out, like, which college bars? All I can do is, if I were you, I would Google Xavier Chicago alumni. Okay. And then you can go to that site, and they'll be like, hey, we're watching the Gonzaga game at the same place we always watch it at. Or just put Xavier Bar in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Either or. Maybe the big dog and the coach should uh, host the show at that particular place. You want to do it this Saturday? I can do it this Saturday. Yeah. Let's check it out. Last Saturday, I can do it. Let's check it out. But then again, I do have to watch the the, the Crafts Fight for Hunger Bowl, Coach. 
Well, isn't Saturday night when North <laughs> isn't Saturday night the Northwestern bowl game also? It's Texas. Yeah, they're taking on Texas Oof. A&M, and I've already that that is carved out. Yeah, so you're not gonna you're gonna want to go to a regular sports bar that has a million freaking cameras and go to the waitress and be like, can we please put the Xavier uh, Gonzaga game on one of the TVs? Mm-hmm. So because you, you'll be able to find Northwestern Texas A&M. It's going to be difficult on Saturday night with that bolt bar, with that game going on around good the point. city. Very good point. All right, real quick, Big Dog, and thank you for the advice. 888-463-6748. Don't forget uh, the Big Dog and the Coach tomorrow, Football Friday. We'll make Beat the Schmoes football predictions, final week of the NFL regular season. Yes, David? And if you're looking for uh, Xavier Bar in Chicago, yeah. uh, they recommend Merkel's in Wrigleyville. Oh, good. Thirty-five, sixteen North Clark, okay, or O'Callahan's on Hubbard. I like both. Really? Yep. Coach, you go to you go down to O'Callahan's on Hubbard, then you take the wives out to the dueling piano bar right down the street. Yeah, that's. Oh my uh, goodness, she'll be a freaking hero. You talking Seriously. about the, the Howling Moon? Yes, exactly. Right across the street. Interesting, Coach. I'm telling you, you could be a freaking hero. Now you do that, the girls will get upset. Oh, we got to watch sports. Hey, we're going to the piano bar right afterwards. Oh, the piano bar. I tell you, there's nothing but, I tell you, the middle-aged women in that bar, they walk out extremely frisky is the best way for me to put it, Coach. And I don't know about that anymore. I pass I by that all the time. The Howling Moon, though, is uh, it's more of a, I know it's not, it's more of a 30s and 40s than young 20s, but is it a singles bar, singles place? Uh uh, no, there's definitely couples in there, but if you're okay. a guy going in there, you're in very good shape if you run into a, a single woman. As a matter of fact, my brother owns a condo in the in the actual building that 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 it comes out of. Nice, pretty phenomenal, coach. Nice. So, uh, all right. So we, if we have too much to drink, we can always knock on the door of a uh, brother Redwanski and surprise, you got a place for us to sleep tonight. Well, he owns a house out of Lagrange. That's a stabbing cabin for all his friends. <laughs> Stop it. All right, hey, real quick, dog. We uh, told the listeners you'd give us a little forethought, forethought, foreplay into the 2012 New Year. We can't dig into it too much in depth, but as you look into the crystal ball, you're a man that's always looking ahead at things because, primarily, because what's directly in front of you is not too good. But uh, what do you see for the year 2012? Just in general, a couple of things we might expect. Uh, I would see a, a total roster uh, revamp for the Chicago Cubs. They're just going on like the local sports stuff, just saying here. Uh, I would expect that there will be attendance of less than 3,000 people during September White Sox baseball games Ouch. this year. Uh, I would expect that Chicago Bears go to the Super Bowl in 2012. I also expect on December 22, 2012, that a bunch of people that stocked up on canned foods are going to be greatly disappointed because the world's still going to be around at that point. And, you know, what, what, think about that, Coach, for these people that are stacking up for the end of the world. Well, they're going to be like, shit, oh, I'm sorry. Well, dang, the world's still here. What's wrong? What happened? I'm sorry I didn't mean to swear, guys. Did you just cut me off? And that, no, we didn't. This is the okay. Internet, so you're allowed to say that. Not... Okay, I didn't mean to. That's the first time I've ever said that word in 10 years. Of, but is that, is that what's going to happen, Coach? That, that's what People are going to be just extremely disappointed that they're still alive. You're talking about the uh, the Mayan calendar ending, what, December of 2012? Yeah, uh, it December 21st of 2012. I'm going to say that we actually have a world on December 22nd, 2012, mm-hmm. okay? And if if we don't have a world at, at that point, you could all say I was wrong. Interesting. Real quick, how about the uh, lot of stockholders, stock investors? 
listening to our show to get uh, some potential tips, maybe kind of figure out which way the wind is blowing a little bit. The economy for 2012, very brief. Any uh, indications in the big dog perusals? Uh, I, I'm going to have to say I, I'm extremely worried about that. Have you seen NewAmerica15.com? Have you seen that, Coach? Have not. You haven't seen the 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 panic that people are trying to spread around this around this country and this world, make it make it a horrible situation even worse. You might want to check that out. And how do I check it out? New America. New America 15, the number 15.com. They are taking out ads during bowl games. I'm sitting here trying to watch Toledo take on Air Force. I got the whole U.S. <laughs> spirit going, and people are like, the world is ending. I, I hit that. What's uh, briefly because we're running out of time here, but what's what's the cause of the negativity? Uh, they might be right, but that uh, a rogue element has taken over the U.S. government, and they are basically trying to destroy our economy, so certain people can benefit and take all the gold and basically have paper money worth nothing. So everybody will be poor if you're not extremely rich right now. Interesting. Finally, uh, how about in politics? So, uh, which Republican contender comes to the forethought? Oh, by the way, I know he'll never win because he talks way too much sense and he actually says stuff that he believes in, even though you, a lot of people won't agree with it, but he doesn't say anything politically, politically, whatever you want to say, but uh, Ron Paul, he, he was on uh, Jay Leonard last night. was absolutely phenomenal. I like the guy. I know some some of his ideas and thoughts I don't, but some I do a lot. Unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of time to talk about it. Yeah, but you can't overlook the ones that... That's the problem. That, that's the problem. That's the problem. Uh, you know, and I, I could really care less about the ones. All I'm going to tell you is this guy, he doesn't say stuff because he looks at a, uh, a sheet that says, oh, yep. you should say this today because it's trending as that's yep. popular. He that's actually true. says what he believes. That is true. That In is which true. case, he's a racist and a homophobe. Oh, he's a racist and a homophobe? Are you serious, David? Look he at his newsletters. Look at the newsletters that he signed his name to. Look at the newsletters. He oh, voted down the Civil Rights Act. Look at his voting history. Look at the statements that he backs up and that he won't disavow. Oh, all, all I know is this. He actually looks for people that actually produce stuff, and people that actually do produce stuff he's trying to defend. Tell you what, in between a football Friday tomorrow, we'll break down Ron Paul. Okay, It'll be the Bears, Vikings, Ron Paul, and the rest of the NFL. Sounds good to me, Coach. All right, Big Doe, have a great one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Two guys at a mic, TalkZone.com. Back at you 10 o'clock tomorrow. Don't be late.